Welcome back. Before we get started, let's hear a word from our sponsor. I'm Dr. Kiri Yazid, founder of Beauty Brains and Business, an exclusive community for female entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurship can be lonely. Finding people who get you and support you can be challenging. I want to change that. I'm looking for a few good women to become a part of our community. Enrollment is only open twice a year, so this is your chance to join a group of like-minded entrepreneurs and start receiving the accountability and support that you need to become a successful business owner today. Membership includes access to a business coach, a learning library filled with trainings by industry experts, a private Facebook group where members share resources and network, and six business books shipped to your home yearly, which are a part of our virtual book club. So how do you join? Simply visit thebeautybrainsandbusiness.com, and if you sign up today, you can take advantage of our 14-day free trial membership. Again, simply visit thebeautybrainsandbusiness.com for more information. Hey family, welcome back. Here is my confession. I am an older member of the millennial generation. Some say that I have an old soul, but I'm stuck between my baby born parents and my generation X brother. And it has been difficult to find where I fit in between the ways and ideologies of old and new. I will say that I am intrigued with the way in which my generation has found creative ways to become self-sufficient after watching their parents become the victims of an American dream deferred. To that end, I've always enjoyed my online conversations with Adrian Sims Harris. She is a wife, mother, and self-proclaimed Jackie of all trades. In this conversation, Adrian shares how she struggled to find a place in the workforce after taking years off to finish school and establish a family foundation. Instead of letting the job market discourage her, Adrian used her years of administrative experience to create a freelance business as a virtual assistant. Adrian gives a lot of props to us millennials, but she challenges us to lead up and give the generation before us encouragement. Because as we see, no job, no pension is promised. Have you looked at what's going on with the government lately? I rest my case. Well, this was a great conversation and I'm happy to have the opportunity to chat with Adrian. So let's hear what she has to say. Hey, Queen, how are you today? I am doing fabulous. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so excited to talk to you today. We've had such a great time getting to know one another uh, via social media. And now here we are. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for inviting me. I appreciate you. No problem. So let's talk. Um, we've had a chance to, again, you know, get to know one another via Instagram, LinkedIn. We've had conversations in writing, but today we get a chance to really talk about you and what you do. So in your own words, tell us about Adrian Sims Harris. Yes, ma'am. Um, Adrian Sims Harris. I am a middle-aged woman who decided to open up her own business or start her own freelance business because she was unable to get back to work after a long period of raising children. And I'll go into a little detail. I apologize. I um, decided that I wanted to, my husband and I decided that we wanted to homeschool our children. Mm -hmm. And I 
taken a break away from work as an administrative secretary in a dialysis facility. And um, we took our break, we homeschooled our children. During that time, I went ahead and started school and finally graduated, I'm a late bloomer, and finally graduated in 2017. And I had imagined that once I'd finished school and because of my experience of the past that I would immediately jump into a job and that wasn't the case I'd um, a lot had changed since I've been away from the workforce and um, the technology had changed where looking for a job was not the same and so my husband had told me he said you know don't get depressed about it don't get despondent why don't you just find a way to monetize you know your services what you do administratively for you know, for the companies in the past, why don't you just do that now? And so in October 2017, I listened to my husband and got my first client um, for administrative services, professional administrative services, and the rest is history, as they say. You and I have talked quite a bit, even before we started recording, about just the the change in the last 10 years, especially with social media. I remember the first time I heard of Facebook was the year that, um, was his name, Mark Zuckerberg, started Facebook. I was actually graduating from college, and I had no idea that it would take off the way it did. I mean, it just looked like something silly to me, people talking back and forth, people like kind of making fun of one another in <laughs> pictures. And, right. like and when the first time I saw Facebook, on like a tv ad like you know where media was saying okay follow us on facebook i was like okay this is serious this is really serious mm -hmm. now so how has that experience been for you coming from the years where you were working and then you started your family and then you went on and you completed your degree and then you try to get back into the workforce and now you're seeing that there's a there's a whole world out here that's very different than the days of old tell us more about that about what that has, that that experience has been for you in terms of technology and social media Yes. So social media, when I, um, like you said, you didn't realize that Facebook would take off so much. Um, I had um, learned about LinkedIn in a course that I'd taken um, in undergrad. And so I signed up, like they said, and I thought it was the professional Facebook or whatever. And I saw that it was even better than Facebook because I felt like it was safe because you had to give, you know, your information and I felt like that they were actually validating that there weren't any fake accounts out there um, on LinkedIn. And, and I had connections to people who I'd never would have imagined, even mm -hmm. people like yourself. And so it changed everything for me as far as my networking ability and who I had connections with and how I had resources just beyond so many resources. And I had to learn how to navigate my way through that really fast. And if I didn't, I knew that it would be lights out. <laughs> lights out for me, you know, relegated to something that I would be unhappy with for the rest of my life. And then my children will be resentful of it. So, yeah, social media is definitely a, a game changer and one that I, I really suggest that, you know, all of us get involved in. So baby boomers on down. <laughs> it's really funny when I see boomers get on social media. It's, it's, it's right. really funny sometimes because it, there are times when I wonder, okay, what is grandma doing on Facebook uh, sharing <laughs> memes? 
<laughs> but it's also refreshing because it's it there, there was a time two years ago that I was not well I think I started my LinkedIn account in 2016 but I didn't believe as a millennial as an older millennial like I always say I did not believe in social media I thought it was the devil to be honest with you because I heard nothing but negative stuff about it but then once I realized that there are people who are making a business for themselves a name for themselves and they're actually being able to do things remotely which which speaks to your journey right now you you have a service that you provide can you tell us more about that and how that works so yes um i'm the virtual assistant that you've always wanted only whenever you need me meaning that um there are a lot of small business owners entrepreneurs freelancers that don't really have the time to do certain administrative jobs such as um, social media management sometimes, social media setup. Um, sometimes they don't have time just to even answer their emails, you know, customer service, things of that nature. And so you can hire me out. Um, I found a way to um, provide a value um, by hiring me out to do those things that you really don't have the skill set for or the time for. So you will use me for those different things. And I always say that I'm a Jackie of all trades and um, a master collaborator in meaning that I can, I'm a fast learner. So just like how I had to learn social media real fast and quick, I have the ability to um, learn different software that's needed. For example, um, any type of customer relationship management software i can run those across you know across different um categories of software or apps the same thing with invoicing and um, email management those type things i'm always able to learn so that's why i call myself the jackie of all trades and then i also say that i'm a master collaborator in that i um take the time to really get to know people and to really um find a connection with them because I think connections and relationships are so important. They add so much value in just everyday working. You know, the older I get, the more I realize that every minute counts. And I always say this as um, I guess my mission statement is that time is valuable and that we need to spend it wisely. So, mm -hmm. you know, which one do you want to do? Do you want to spend the, you know, the money on hiring somebody to, take care of this for you that's something that you really don't even enjoy <laughs> and spend more time you know with your children or with your mate or doing a hobby or something like that or do you um, spend your time doing something that you hate and lose out even on opportunity of making opportunities of making more money mm -hmm. so um, pretty much that's and what I could... the services offer so yeah. more time <laughs> uh-huh Absolutely. I can attest to what you're saying because I, I think I mentioned to you before we started that I worked for a small nonprofit organization in Chicago where the founder had an assistant who was local with her for some time and that young lady decided to move out of state and so she became her virtual assistant and it still worked just fine. I mean it was it was great. For one, she understood what she needed, how she needed it. And some things she, I'm pretty sure she was able to kind of give her advice on certain stuff. And from across the country, she was able to continue to assist her with her business. And that went on for years. 
you know, and so it's, it's a great thing. And it goes back to what we talk about with the, 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 the change of times. It's very different than what we saw 20, 30 years exactly. ago. Exactly. Exactly. It's um, you millennials, you all have really found a way to connect the world um, through the social media. It has gone to a global setting now. So you can work from anywhere. You can do whatever you want. You can truly do whatever you want. Yeah. All you have to do is grasp onto the idea that you offer something and find a way to monetize that and spread your expertise, your ideas, your, your value to the world. I know that sounds kind of California uh, sunshine, but I really feel that way. <laughs> well, it's true. It's true. So let, let's talk about that a little bit because, you know, we always have a good time chatting before we actually start our recording for every podcast. I always love that part. And so I want to bring something back that we, we talked about pre-recording. We were talking about the difference between generational X. I keep saying generational generation X and millennials. And by me being one of the older millennials, like I'm right at the cutoff almost. It's, it was kind of strange for me to accept some of the changes that I was seeing because, of course, I was raised by baby boomers, and, and my brother is Gen X. So it was, I was really kind of like the, the um, redheaded stepchild in the family because it was just really <laughs> weird for me. I had boomer parents and a Gen X brother who's nine years older than me, so it was just really strange. But one of the things that you know, we talked about was the leadership styles, and you were saying that Generation X is very rooted in faith and family and somewhat traditional. Tell us more about that. I would love to hear about that. Faith and family. Um, I would say more so um, tradition con um, conservative mm -hmm. in the sense that Gen Xers, we have parents who, you know, made us rooted and grounded in a certain way of life and a certain religion. And that's a part of who we are. And we also are more conservative to the values of family, meaning that Yes, we do want a husband and a wife, and we do believe that children should be with a man and a woman. And yes, we do have these ideas that um, socially, family is important, as well as um, really just, yeah, socially, family is important. Mm -hmm. And the millennials, they have, I guess, I don't know why this is the case, what that we have done as parents, as um, Gen Xers, but they are more um, individualized. They're more me, 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 I, I, I. However, they are so collaborative. They're mm -hmm. so open to everyone and everything. It's so easy to work with them right. as far as a collaboration because they really are open. Although they're I, 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 me, 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 they find a way to become team players. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that dichotomy is. But yeah. You know, we know what it is. It's almost like everybody is like little CEOs, <laughs> like yes, everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> that is perfect. Yes, exactly. Like little CEOs. And I'm finding that they um, are my, um, in my analytics, they are my bigger um, audience, mm -hmm. my target audience somehow. I don't know how that happened but millennials are somehow attracted to the services that I have to offer and they are attracted to. So I, I suppose if you really think about it, I suppose that they 
millennials are getting kind of a bad rap in that they are um, conservative or their their traditions are just different because they do um, find a way to um, connect. It's just not the way that, you know, my generation has connected because for whatever reason they do, they do reach out to me. They do use my services. They do follow me on social media. So I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. And then, and there are certain skill sets that were taught 20 years ago, even 10 years ago that these kids aren't learning now. And so you bring a a great value to them because you, one is they don't have to show up to an office and and sit with you every day. You're offering a virtual service but at the same time you also have skills that they may not have you know so it's it's a perfect it's a perfect blend and that's one of the reasons why I, I enjoyed I really was looking forward to having this conversation because I think that that is this is a topic that's discussed in so many leadership programs across the country right now I know we had it in, in my leadership program when I was earning my doctorate and it's really important because it's hard for people to understand the dynamic, you know, the working dynamic now between millennials and other generations. And so just, God forbid, a baby boomer hires a millennial now. And I mean, one of the younger <laughs> millennials and they really don't understand. And so it, it's, it's so important to have this conversation though. So you, you're helping to shed light on a lot of what's going yeah. on right now. I am truly here to testify that millennials rock. They are so, I mean, I really have not had any, any um, like real confrontation, like I keep hearing about bullying um, on online social media, but I have not experienced that directly. I've just had nothing but support, resources, just, I mean, it's millennials rock. <laughs> <That's all. laughs> well, I received that. We, we appreciate that. Thank you. Um, and, and I'll say this last before we, we, we kind of um, transition a lot of what has happened also is that these millennials have watched their parents get a pink slip after serving 25, 30 years on the job. And that's frustrating. And so oftentimes, you know, that's why you see so many little CEOs because they're like, nope, that's not about to happen to me. You know, and they share the same experience that you have where coming out of school and not being able to get a job. And it's like, this is what you promised was going to happen for me. This is what I invested in. What was, what all those student loans about? So in, in there, that's part of the, um, the attitude that you may see also. Um, but oftentimes they've taken a, a bad situation. They've made it positive as much as possible. And they're able to do that through this global world that they live in now. Exactly. Exactly. And I also believe that millennials have a duty to the Gen Xers as far as encouraging them and supporting us rather to, to actually let us know, Hey, don't you see that, they're not taking care of you, mom. They, you see that they're not taking care of you, dad. Why don't you create your own expertise? You know how to do this. Get on Instagram, dad. Get on mm-hmm. Facebook, mom. You know, do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because you really can create your own, um, your own world based on whatever you have experienced in life. You know, mm-hmm. I just happen to have, you know, over 15 years of experience as an administrative Um, support professional. And so I, I was able to monetize that. Um, I also um, love to um, make books. I'm a a junk mail artist. And so I I make books from those things. And so if I wanted to, I'm just mentioning this, um, I could monetize that if I wanted to, you know, get into that, you know, just like your mom, she's making those beautiful earrings, you know, she's, get her more involved into 
putting her things out there and mm-hmm. you know she's retired now but hey she needs to get out there and sell those beautiful you know what I'm saying <laughs> herself have her own web page do her own thing I'm trying to encourage my mom like she's on she does um the little flowers um mm-hmm. and I keep telling her, I said, you need to just take some really good pictures and just do it. And she keeps trying to get me to do it for her. And I'm like, no, ma, you do this. You have to do this. This is your passion. This is your thing. So, yeah, I I, I charge you, millennials, get us more involved in social media. And then also a new new thing that has been um, introduced to me is um, coding. I was not aware how important coding it I mean if you don't code by 2025 and you're an adult you you need to (laughs) no I'm just teasing um but coding is very important um I met a new young lady named Mariah Rucker Mm -hmm. and she had introduced me to um coding she quit her um finance job um like a lucrative finance job to become a software developer and so she went to graduate school got her um, graduate degree in um, some type of um, software development or whatever and then started doing all this coding and she is just doing the thing mm-hmm. she's changing things and coding is really a um, I just started um, a challenge called the 100 um, code challenge and it's just spending 100 days learning how to code and there's these different resources that are absolutely free, um, such as, let's see, what is it? Code, um, codeacademy.org has one. Um, there's free code source. I apologize. I would like to add those, um, those links to, mm-hmm. to, to you if I could later. Sure. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I've found just on the basics that I've learned so far is that you can eventually create your own social media platforms, meaning that we as entrepreneurs and freelancers and small businesses can have our own um, without actually, or if you do hire out someone to do that, at least you'll have the basic knowledge of what you're um, paying for, what you're, um, and what you what you're looking for as far as what you want. Like you can create your own apps. I'm just amazed at just how much coding um, can change our lives. I really am. And so I'm, I'm excited about learning that this year. And I can't wait to see where that leads me. I'm excited for you. I, I know that there's a movement to introduce, especially African-American women to coding. I don't know why I have not taken it more serious myself, but now you have inspired me. Yes, ma'am. Please do. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's exciting once you get into it, believe it or not, because it's like learning another language. If you ever, um, you know, uh, try to learn a different language or just learning anything new, it's just it's really just doing it over and over again. And you actually um, get it. So my goal this year is to learn how to um, build my own website. Gotcha. Nice, nice. Well, and that's super important, especially for people who, I mean, there are folks who really don't want to deal with that at all. They just want somebody else to take care of it for them. So that, that aligns also with your, your services as a virtual assistant as well. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, and, and I'm, I'm curious because as we talk about the foundation of, as in terms of the 
era that you were brought up in and how that family-oriented traditional lifestyle has been planted. It is still existing. You're still a mom. You're still trying to manage your time. And I understand that you homeschool your children. Tell us more about that and how this all plays a role in that and your ability to be able to spend more time with your kids. Yes. Okay. Um, So again, the millennials have inspired me to be able to stay at home with my children and find a way to um, work remotely. With that being said, it has given me, I've already um, been at home with the children and I was going to school, but we as a family, we had to, you know, um, we really had to dig in (laughs) and eat a lot of rice and beans. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, now that I'm able to really contribute and add, it helps us to, um, you know, to to grow as a family Mm -hmm. and for me to be with my children because um, I've learned through these years of homeschooling them that each one of them learn differently. Each one of them have talent. And so I'm able to be at home with them and nurture them into the um, way that they should go at a young age, like the things that I wish I could have um, had from my mother at a young age to nurture me and direct me into. So I, I guess I wouldn't have been a late bloomer, but everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, um, I think being a virtual assistant is um, for anyone. Anyone who wants to stay at home with their children and, and homeschool them, I think that's great for homeschool moms or moms who, who are staying at home. It's a great way to add um, some type of income to the family. It, it's really a, um, a great opportunity. And I, again, I believe with social media, internet, the millennials have helped to usher that into that where anyone can do that. And actually, not even just for for moms who want to be at home, it's for those who there because there's a movement of remote workers who are actually travelers. They just go and travel, and so you can still, you know, do administrative work for someone virtually, and you can be in Fiji, you know, you could be in Bali, you could be anywhere in the world, and um, and work and and make a living. So yeah, I think that's great. There's this one um, YouTuber that I follow. I can't think of her name, but she's um, 18 years old. And she, her job is to go out there and help people through her services. Um, And I I forget what her services are, but whatever they are, but people are hiring her to do it remotely. And she's out there enjoying the world at 18. She didn't go to college. So there's, it, it also helps people who are not traditional that will go to college. You know, it opens up doors for them to be entrepreneurs or be or to be freelancers because our economy is changing as well. Well, I I definitely uh, really appreciate you sharing that because I actually have a question for you. I could really use some advice from you, considering okay. that you home you homeschool your kids, and you you understand the the concept and the importance of the you know, kind of getting on board and keeping up with the times. 
as a parent who now works from her phone sometimes, what advice would you give a, a millennial mom <laughs> whose kid is looking at her like, why are you on your phone again? And you're trying to explain, I'm actually working, honey. Is, right. there, is, there, is there any advice you would give for someone in terms of managing your time and making sure that your child doesn't feel like, you know, you're not paying attention to them, but really you're working, but you're at home because you're trying to be more accessible to them, but they don't see it like that. I don't right. And what I found is that routine and schedule is everything. Mm-hmm. Routine and schedule is everything. Even with, um, you know, phone calls that we have to make or even on, while we're on social media. And I, I'm guilty of this too, where my eight-year-old is like, all right, lady, <laughs> you've been on here long enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cut it down. And yes, I am working, but sometimes I, I know I'm guilty of you know, going overboard. But when I'm on my strict routines and my strict schedules, everyone, it seems like it's in a, in a happy flow or whatever. So those moments where I I have a deadline, I guess they give me a break because mom's been hanging out with them, you know, on these other times or whatever. So I, again, I say that the strict um, routines, the strict schedules. And then when I find that they need more time for me, because I have been um, maybe picked up an extra client or two and haven't really found out how to navigate them into the schedule just yet, I'll set up because I have three sons and this seems to be important to them because they do kind of correct themselves afterwards. And I'll have like dates with them. Mm-hmm. with each one of them. like you know how we date our spouses but our sons I think they need date nights also I remember my dad used to take me out on dates my parents had divorced um, but it was really important that he would actually because I, I had a sister but it was important for me when he would actually take the time out and just spend that time with me and that would get me get me over for a long time <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah Okay, well, I definitely appreciate that because I it's it's different. It, it is a different um, dynamic now, you know, when yeah. with, with us moms trying to manage it all and um, yeah. and you have to write it down, write it all down. I know that you guys like to use the computers and the phones and the reminders and stuff, but sometimes you really do have to just write everything down and schedule it. Time is valuable, spend it wisely. You really have to analyze it sometimes and be like, is it worth it for this this one thing? Okay, gotcha, makes sense. So while we're on the topic of homeschooling, any advice you want to give to any mothers or fathers out there who are thinking about transitioning uh, from traditional yes, school settings? ma'am, thank you for asking me that. Yes, ma'am. I suggest just do it because you know your child better than any teacher and no, um, and I'm not going against any educators because um, one of my sons, he actually went into the magnet program and there were great teachers that he, um, you know, will remember for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. And I grew up with great teachers, but the school system is not the same. And for those of us who are not able to afford private school or to live in the best neighborhood, the best opportunity that you can give your child is the opportunity to homeschool them because unfortunately there's a lot of bullying going on in inner city um, public schools and not only bullying, there's, um, you know, lack of, I guess, an empathy that, or um, yeah, apathy, I apologize, that the um, 
the teachers have, you know, they, they're, uh, most of them have, you know, in the Montgomery public school system, most of them have master's degrees. However, the school system has been taken over by the state. And so um, they're obviously, it's not the education, it's, it's something else that needs to be changed. And you, we know that there has been a link between the school to the PRISM uh, pipeline. So those things need to be taken into consideration and you can do it. You have the ability, again, inter the internet offers so much, um, re so many resources that are free. Some are you know, low cost. Um, one is time for learning. That's a great curriculum to start. Um, with your child. And again, you can teach them coding. They're not teaching that into the school system. They're not teaching um, handwriting anymore. So the things that you want your child to learn, you can go out there and find it online and teach them. And they're especially used to working in an online setting anyway. So that right. helps me think. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate that. We have a lot of parents who listen in who are um, considering, I know for a fact, because if they've asked me about it, they, they are considering homeschooling their children. So this is very helpful. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. And especially um, for those parents, for those of you that have have an education. You just pass it on to your children. You can do it. You have the patience to do it. You can do it. And and they will thank you for it. They will thank you for it. They will love you for it. Because uh, again, if if the school system has changed from when we were Gen X were mm -hmm. uh, we were in school. I mean we had teachers who actually cared. We had teachers who actually were involved. The teachers in the inner cities right now, again, our state has taken over our school system. And it's because the schools were failing. Now, how do you have all these young men and women graduating high school and the school is failing? And so then what, we don't have a real solid workforce? And then our, yeah. will our children be capable of, of learning to code and learning to do all these things that is necessary for the future? Learning to you know read and write, just the basics. So yeah, we're, we're responsible as parents to do that for our children. And unfortunately, sometimes we, we need to um, find a way to sacrifice because like I said, we, my husband and I sacrificed for a long time and I'm so thankful that now we found a way to um, you know, supplement our income and, and to add to it through remote working because it's, it's important, I believe. It is, it is. And so as it relates to the services that you offer, you know, how, how can people reach you and what are some of the things that they can expect in terms of services that you do offer that they can inquire about? Okay. Um, again, I'm a Jackie of all trades. So just, I would like to just get on a chat with you. And so um, email me and I'll send you my calendar and we can get on a, a chat with one another just to find out what you're looking for. Um, my email address is A-D-R-I-A-N-N dot S-I-M-S-H-A-R-R-I-S at gmail.com. And I would look forward to talking to you and then we can find out um, what you need and if I can help you. And if I can't, then I will definitely be able to refer you out to someone else because I, I, I am a 
a host of resources because I am a Jackie of all trades. And then again, I'm unafraid to go down the rabbit hole. So that means I'm unafraid to learn what I need to learn to find out if I can help you. And again, if not, I'm always able to um, send out a referral to you. You can follow me on um, social media on Instagram at Adrienne, A-D-R-I-A-N-N 2710 at Instagram. And then um, on LinkedIn, Adrienne Sims Harris. Okay, awesome. I'm so excited to have this conversation. We could go on for hours, but I know you're busy, so I won't keep you. Um, and plus, it's, you know, it's, it, we're actually recording this uh, on a Sunday evening. And so I know you have family and you have some things to do, though. But I just want to thank you again for sitting down with me and just having this conversation. It's been such a pleasure. I appreciate you so, so much. Thank you again. No, anytime, anytime. So before we go, any advice or any parting words for the audience that you might want to share? I just want to share that, again, time is valuable and that we should spend it wisely. I receive that. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I personally receive that. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, so much. <laughs> okay, sis. Well, I'm so looking forward to chatting with you again. Of course, we will always be in touch. And um, for everybody else, I look forward to talking to you again next week. You take care. Thank you for the opportunity. Hey family, don't forget to get your tickets to the Melanated Queen Awards on Saturday, April 13th at 1pm in Country Club Hills, Illinois. We have had so many nominations that we have decided to select 10 women who are servant leaders in their communities. Tickets are on sale at eventbrite.com. If you're not in the Chicago area and you want to support the Confessions of a Melanated Queen docuseries, please feel free to make a donation to the film at confessionsofamelanatedqueen.com. Thanks again for all of your support. We'll chat again next week.